Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are covering the second half of the John List case. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. Before we get into this, I would just like to dedicate this episode to our puppy, Lola, who we had to say goodbye to last week, and it's been kind of hard on all of us. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know if I was going to make it through without crying. Yeah, she was... was such a precious girl. You know, she was she was like 14. She was. And, you know, it was time to let her cross the Rainbow Bridge and go be with other puppies in puppy heaven and boop and lick all of the clouds she wants. Exactly. Uh, outside of that, Ryan, do you have anything else going on? Oh, not, nothing too special. I had uh, lunch with Tom Tom today. You did. And I feel like you had a good time with that, didn't you? Oh, Absolutely. I feel like it's been a hot minute since I got to see him. Yeah, so Thomas likes to play this game called I Disappear Tom, and then we find him. It's like, where's Waldo? (laughs) But it's, where's Thomas? And uh, we find him, like, months later, and then he's like, I was over here, and I was over here, and I did this, and I did that. So I'm very happy that you were able to go spend time with him, and tomorrow's my first day off in, like, a week, and I'm so happy. (laughs) Also, we wanted to say thank you to all of our veterans out there, or you that served this past week was Memorial Day, so thank you so much for your service. Oh, absolutely. All right. You know who else we need to be thanking? Um, I would definitely say our callers. Right, it is our callers. So we have Susanna G. We have Ashlyn M. And Talia B. Thank you guys so much for being callers. We would not know how to do this each and every week without you. All right, Ryan, would you like to get us started on part two of John List? Absolutely. So, yeah, last week we covered the first half, and then today is going to be the conclusion of our first ever two-part episode, which is still a very exciting experience. It is very exciting. It's the first time we've ever done it, and why wouldn't you want to be excited? Right. So, with that being said, let's head back to New Jersey in late 1971. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when you're dead. Cannot be responsible for any lost limbs. Here, we're going to pick up where we left off, and John Liss killed his 84-year-old mother, his 47-year-old wife, and their three children, aged 16, 15, and 13 years old. And the police found a confession letter written by John. However, he is now on the move. Right, and let's just talk about, that was probably the wildest confession lever, le- lever? Lever. Lever, yeah, letter, that you could ever give to anybody, like, We've read some confession letters where we're like, oh, that was weak sauce. This man just pulled shit right out of his ass. Oh, absolutely. She wanted to be an actress? Papow. She was my mother, and I couldn't let her bear with that? Papow. She was my wife, and she was not going to church? Papow. The other two? Well, they had to go because they also <laughs> would probably not follow my ways. Papow. Right. Any any reason, it seemed to, it to always lead back to... Well, they'd lose their Christian faith, so gotta kill them. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay, can we can we sidetrack for a quick second? I need to talk some shiz about somebody. Okay. Okay. So, I was on that of the TikTok, like I normally am, just doom scrolling. Y'all don't doom scroll on TikTok. 
And there is somebody that has gotten a Republican seat that believes that science is fake and that the earth is flat and that God flips us over when it's time for us to sleep and flips us back when it's daytime. Because if not, like a blizzard, mind you, a Dairy Queen blizzard, the water would drip off the side if we were a globe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, and he's in the fucking house? Like, he's a Republican? And this he is a woman. A, okay. Yeah, she is like, she's down south somewhere that she believes this and she's got a seat. And this is her belief. So the giant, the, the earth is a giant pancake. Yes, it's completely flat. And that, but she doesn't make any sense as to when God flips this over, why the water doesn't go gushing out then. But she's based her whole entire theory off of a blizzard from Dairy Queen. Oh, man. These are the people that have been elected. I'm just throwing it out there. How do you reason with that level of insanity? I mean, I don't, I don't like to bash people because they might potentially be our callers, but how did you vote that into office? Right. And the people in Georgia, I want to say it somewhere in Georgia, and they were like, we apologize on her behalf. <laughs> like, we don't accept this. We don't think this way. So I feel I, she should just stop while she's ahead. Oh, absolutely. And that definitely, I feel, correlates to kind of how John thought his right. wacky yeah. ass theories and ideas of this is how it is and if you don't agree or believe pow right yeah so that, I, I mean i know i understand that like it was a sidetrack but it really does kind of tie into there are people even today that are just as crazy as what john list was right back back in the 70s right so john had a big head start on the police yeah over a month right yeah yeah And he drove his car to the New York airport where it was eventually found. But there was no record of John List getting on an airplane. Is that because he's changed his name? It will be. Okay. So John took that $2,000 he had after closing his and his mother's bank account and got on a train and headed to Denver, Colorado. Naturally. Right. Why? Colorado, man. You got some shit going on there. Either... (laughs) Either bad people are coming in or just bad things are happening. Maybe Colorado needs to set up a border patrol. Well, that's why Colorado is one of the first states to legalize marijuana. To chill everybody the fuck out? To chill everybody the fuck out. (laughs) That bright. There's a lot of horrible shit here happening. Maybe if everybody just smokes some, we can all just be a little more calm. Right, right. Take a seat. (laughs) Shortly after arriving in Denver, John List managed to change his name. He was going by the name Robert Bob Clark. I'm sorry, Robert Bob Clark? That is three first names. You don't get to have three first names. Because <laughs> not only are you a serial killer, you've, you've murdered your whole family. I guess you wouldn't be a serial killer. You're just a family annihilator at that point. Right, right, right. But uh, you you don't get to fit into... You stay in your lane, Robert Bob Clark. <laughs> that is a serial killer trope. Not a U-trope. Right, right. He got a minimalist job as a fry cook at the local diner, like you do. You know, just right, trying to right. stand on the radar. Yep, yep. He just wanted to lay low. Not Nothing wrong with that, except right. for, like, don't fucking kill people. Don't kill your whole fucking family. Right, Don't right. kill anybody, but definitely don't kill your whole family. Exactly. Eventually, years would go by, and the hunt for John List would go stale. Which is just crazy. You gotta remember, though, it's also in the 70s, and there's not all this, like, internet shit to help cover all the states. Right, right. 
I was going to ask a question, and you scrolled down just enough to where I could see that you're going to answer the question, and now I don't need to ask it. Oh, well, okay then. Right, when we get to that point, I'll be like, oh, that was my question. He eventually got back into his old roots and became an accountant again. No, no, you don't get to go back to what you were doing before you fucked it up the first time. Right, we know how that all works. But he even got remarried to a fellow churchgoer. That that needs to come with a warning sign. <laughs> right. Does she have any bells going off that was like, <laughs> dee-doo, dee-doo, danger, danger, he is a murderer. Right. Well, what's so weird about it is he killed his entire family and his wife and his ma, ma and killed everyone. Right. But right now, it's essentially he's starting his life over and redoing it all exactly the same. Right. So that makes me ask the question, is he going, like, do you think he would have done it again? If given the chance, do you think he would have done it again? Yeah. Oh, okay. According to John, he said he rarely ever felt get guilt. Guilt. Get guilt. Get. I didn't, you know, let me read you that one. According to John, he said he rarely ever felt guilt or thought about what he had done. And that is why I think he would definitely do it again. Oh, yeah. I just thought about the less and less and wanted to live life freely and not be incarcerated if at all possible. Yeah, that was a little quote from John himself. Oh, my God. That Was he incarcerated by this point when he made that quote? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how did his wife just one day him and his wife were sitting there and he was like, I think about things that I did less and less. <laughs> and um, if I could just live my life freely and not be incarcerated for that, that would be great. Yeah, I, I guess and she looks at him and she's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like that is the mindset of every criminal in America. Right. Every- Man, it would be great if I could, be- could commit this crime and just, you know, spend no time in jail. Right. I never, you know, that that's why they had the movie The Purge. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. But we don't live in the Purge world, and you can't just go around killing everybody on one night and just being like, oh, well, it, it's all good. <laughs> right, right, right. There are consequences. It's like the video, there's consequences for all my action. <laughs> <laughs> Years and years would go by. The List family murders still cold. Every year on the anniversary of the murders, the police would try and bring it back to light with the help of the limited media. Okay, so this next part is actually what my question was, and you answered it, so that makes me feel really good about it because it does get brought up. Okay, okay. This will bring us to 1988, a full 17 years after John killed his family. There was this new show called America's Most Wanted. Oh, I'm familiar. I loved that show. I'm so mad that it got taken off the air. Right, right. And then they brought it back for a little bit, and it was weird. It wasn't the same without having, like, the original host. Right, with John Walsh. Right, and with John Walsh not being there, I was like, I don't like this anymore. He was always a good narrator. He was, he was. The Westfield police thought this was their way and their only chance However, considering it's been 18 years, America's Most Wanted felt that the case was too old and too cold to air. That uh, Oh, that's shitty. John I'm, Walsh. Now I've got kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty shit reason. But at the same time, it makes sense because it's like a brand new show and it's wanting to prove its worth, I guess. Right, but... So having more recent uh, cases... Would yeah. be more easier to solve than picking one that's almost two decades old. Okay, but can I put a po- counterpoint to that? Sure. John Walsh had multiple times on his show stuff about his son who was murdered. Yeah. 
And that case was older than even this. No. Are you sure? I'm positive. I want to say... Uh, when did Dahmer happen? Late 70s. Okay. Because... I want to was... say uh, Adam Walsh was killed in the 80s. I'm going to look it up really quick. Pause, please. Fact check. Okay, so we looked it up, and Adam Walsh died in 1981. But even still, like, he would bring up his son's case on that to see if anybody could get it solved. But that was eight years prior by this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 81, but this was in 71, so it would have been another decade older. Right, right. Right, and I get that, but I guess just in my mind, like, you can't, can't be like, well, that one's too old. Like, right. everybody deserves their justice, no matter how old it is. Absolutely. I guess that's the point that I'm really trying to make. <laughs> point point made. Thank you. I One for the defense. <laughs> so, at this point, John List, who goes by the name Robert or Bob Clark, who cares? Douche. Right. Douche. Um, douche Clark. He was now living in West Virginia. And he is still married to his wife that he met in Denver via church. So, he was like, listen... Do you think, like, maybe he thought maybe the heat was on him, and he was like, we gotta get up and move? Uh, no. I don't think he... I think he just thought about it less and less, and was like, oh, let's move back to the East Coast. Oh, okay. Because he's from the East Coast, and he probably loved the East Coast. Mm. He just hated his family. Um, (laughs) That's the way I'd put it. And then convinced his new wife how wonderful the East Coast is. Right. It's a great place to not get murdered by me in the face. Right, right, right. And then she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is the second time now you've said some really weird shit. (laughs) trying to look past it. Right. America's Most Wanted eventually caved in and aired a broadcast that featured the List family murders. It aired on May 21st, 1989. What was crazy about that episode is the fact that they hired an artist to create a clay bust of how John List may look now 18 years after the murder the resemblance though is uncanny it was an identical twin of what john actually looked like all the way down to the glasses yeah that bust was insane accurate so you're telling me they didn't make something and go oh look at it's this is that person and really it looked like an egg Uh, yeah and it looked like fucking everybody in the whole world this is larry the cucumber now and bob (laughs) the tomato right right no it was it was so creepy how it looked like him. Right. And what was so funny about that as well is that uh, John List was a fan of America's Most Wanted. Oh, so he saw himself. He saw himself. And he even, he even uh, after he was incarcerated, spoiler, um, <laughs> what? said it was scary how much it looked like him. Do you think, okay, at that point, now there's like, his wife is watching the TV with him, and he, like, gets up as he sees his clay bust and is, like, hearing about his family's murder. And he's like, we're just not going to watch this episode tonight. He probably went with the de- the deny, 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 deny. deny. <laughs> At that point, his wife was like, listen, John, or Bob. This was the, she was like, J- Bob, Bob, Robert, this is the third time now you've said some real weird shit. Or some real weird shit has gone on, and it all deals with this. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but if you could kindly walk in front of me five paces and just don't listen to the clicking sound that's happening behind <laughs> you, we would all be real good. Right, right. <laughs> After that broadcast of America's Most Wanted aired, there were hundreds of tips that came in, and one from Denver, Colorado, that was extremely helpful. The tip was from Bob Clark's old neighbor, 
She called the tip line and told the FBI that she knows the man, but he didn't go by the name John List. She knew him as Robert or Bob Clark, and that he recently moved to Richmond, West Virginia with his wife. Oh, well, that's a helpful tip. Right. She said, I'm going to get that money today. Right, right. Do you remember when they used to be like, if you turn anybody in and it like comes to be that it was the person, there's like a $10,000 like. Yeah, depending thing. on how valuable they were on oh, the most yeah. wanted list. Oh, yeah. She was like, it's payday for me. Right, right. The FBI did not take long to track down Bob Clark, John List, whatever. Right. Doucheface. Doucheface, yes. And they found him and they approached him and flat out asked, are you Bob Clark? To which he responded, yes. They followed that up with the, are you John List? Which he responded, no, my name is Robert Peter Clark. Oh, now he's Robert Peter Clark. Well, Bob Bob is like short for Robert. So it's like Robert Bob Peter Clark. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He picks all the first names. He needs to get punched in the face. That's what he needs to pick out. (laughs) The FBI was clearly not convinced. They had John List fingerprints on file for a gun that was purchased about a month before the List family murders were committed. Even after presented with Bob Clark with that, Bob Clark refused to admit that he was John List. The FBI arrested him, duh, (laughs) which will lead us into the trial time. Okay, so before we get into it, have you seen the video of the, the cat at the vet? And he's being held down. He was like, I didn't bite nobody. I never bite nobody again. He's like biting the hell out of the person. <laughs> and that's all it reminds me of is this. Is, are you so-and-so? Yes. Are you so-and-so? No, I was never that person. I never do it again. <laughs> I mean, he, that's probably what he did. Okay. So with that funny, let us get into this trial. All right. So it all came out at the trial. What? Shockingly, his new wife backed and supported her husband and proclaimed his innocence. Probably until her lungs were hoarse. Right. Yeah, it was short-lived as she divorced him in 1989. Oh, and you know that had to have been hard for her because if she's a religious person, they're not so keen on the whole divorce thing. Right. I gotta be married to a murderer because divorce is worse than murder. Right. On the (laughs) hierarchy of the scale, I'm gonna go with God's gonna forgive the divorce. Before the murder? Before he's like, stay with the murderer. <laughs> right, right, right. He's going to be like, it's okay to make some choices here. And the right one is, leave him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. During the trial, the reason behind him doing what he did and the financial ruin he was in all came to light. Even though he claimed it was the family lying and leaving the church, it was clear that he wanted a clean slate and a life do-over. The jury jury didn't care for the reason Whatever the reason truly was, it didn't justify killing your whole family and your mother. Then, on April 12, 1990, John List was convicted of five counts of first-degree murder and received five life sentences. He would eventually die in prison on March 21, 2008, at the age of 82. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, so can we just, real quick here... He's been convicted of this. Like, they knew it was him. There was so much evidence to prove that it was him. He left a note. Yeah, the, the confession. <laughs> right. Why did we allow him to live out his life? Why did we not take him and go go five paces forward and then shoot him in the back of the head or in the back? 
like he did his kids. Because they were a non-death penalty state. Okay, well then move him to a state that is. He's traveled. Yeah. He's gone to enough states at this point. One of those has to allow the death penalty. Right, but the, since the crime occurred in Westfield. I don't give a damn where it occurred. <laughs> take him somewhere where you can take him out. I, I totally agree. Like, like I'm typically not like pro pro like overly on the whole kill them situation. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But on this one, you have a detailed, real detailed, fucked up confession letter on why he thought it was okay. And he not only like systematically kills his whole family, but then he tortured the last one. Essentially, yeah. You know, like when it wasn't it didn't work the first time, he continued to fire. Yeah. And, and shoot and shoot and shoot. Right, which is torture. I, there's no other way to put it other than that was straight up torture. Yeah. Why did not somebody go, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you to death in prison for being a child killer? Or why didn't somebody just accidentally have him walk forward and they were like, oopsie poopsie, my gun went off? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, it was clear he did it. There was no takes his backsies, no appeals to do. Right, and I feel like he was allowed to live his life, and he didn't feel any remorse. Like, he yeah. already said he didn't feel anything over it. Nope. And so, he gets to have a full life, but the rest of his family doesn't, because he was commanded by God, yeah. in his <laughs> mind, to do this. I'm Essentially, yeah. He never, like, flat out said it, because otherwise he would have been our in our Devil Made Me Do It um, <laughs> season. Well, no, because that would have been the devil, not well, God. But... You know what I'm saying. Right. His, his reasoning was stupid, and it was flawed, and... Oh, it was so flawed. I feel like I talked about those flaws last week enough, and I don't mean to hammer that home anymore, but... It right. was so dumb, and yeah, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Fuck you, John List. Just a simple fuck you, John right. List. Rotten hell. <laughs> I know that typically we talk about updates, and it looks like you have one for this. So, would you like to tell the callers the update on this case? Yeah, it's it's. I, yeah, I don't know if it's really an update, but more of an interesting fact. We'll go with interest. Updated interesting fact. That, there you go. It seemed a, a majority of this this stemmed from money and financial issues when it comes down to it. Right. He lost his job. He couldn't pay for his multi-billion dollar home. <laughs> I mean, right. it wasn't yeah. a multi-billion dollar home, right. but in my mind his, it was. His 19-room mansion. Right. That it was. Room. Right, right. So, yeah, speaking of that, that mansion where the family murder took place, the Breeze Knoll. Right. It turns out there was a skylight in that ballroom where he dragged the bodies of his family. That skylight was made out of Tiffany glass, which is a special type of glass developed and produced from only 1878 to 1933. And that, you know, you're like, okay, who gives a shit glass? Well, at the time, that skylight in the ballroom was worth twice the value of the house itself. Could you imagine had he just had somebody come in and appraise certain things? Because you know that there was probably more value inside the house than what the house was already valued, especially with just the ballroom. Right. Like, why did he not ever think we need to become a little more minimalistic? We don't need all of these extravagant things. Right. Well, because he essentially, he just thought of, okay, let's say my house is worth X and I have a double mortgage. So it's worth like, I, we're paying a lot. So what's the point of selling? Because I'm still going to owe. Right. But there's stuff inside your home, clearly, right. that you could sell mm -hmm. off to help pay your mortgage. Right. And Until you're back up on your feet. And then you can rebuy that stuff. Absolutely. You know. But yeah, had he just had like some evaluator or, or 
whatever, just look at that glass and just remove that glass, he would have so much money in the bank. Then what would his reason have been? Oh, I think he still would have went back <laughs> to my, I think he had planned on murdering his family regardless. And he used God as an excuse for his reason to murder somebody. Oh, for sure. And we see that even today as people weaponizing the church or weaponizing well, God as the reason why they're going to do horrible shit. But but remember, it wasn't like only God because he was worried about having the family be on welfare and going to be low the poverty line. Those were his first couple reasons. Okay, for but doing your what he wife did. didn't need five fainting couches, John. You could have sold one <laughs> of the five fainting couches. You could <laughs> right. have moved people into your home right, right. and rented out one of the 19 bedrooms <laughs> and charged them half of your mortgage of rent. Right. And those people would have been like, holy Jesus Christ, I live in a freaking mansion. Right, right, exactly. I'm so happy to live here. This family is such a nice family. Instead, he used God and he used his own greed to kill his family. Exactly. So, again, fuck you, John List. Yeah. Rotten hell. Fuck you, John List, rotten hell. But there you go. That is the conclusion of our first ever two-parter episode. Yay! I'm so happy this one is done, because I hate John List. John List is a piece of shit. He is. So, like we always say here at the podcast, you are always in charge of your own mental health. So if you or anybody that you know is suffering from a mental health crisis or suicidal thoughts, please call 988. Also, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials, facebook.com slash dead. Follow us on TikTok at Call Us One Dead, where you can see some fun videos of us, or better yet, the cat Jakaris, the babies Emma and Regina, or of course, our girls Lola and Bailey. Or email us at callusdead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, suggest some cases, or just to say hi. Also, if any of you callers would like us to give a shout out or message to someone you know, let us know. But until then, remember to stay strong. Do everything with love. No, there is always help. And in case you forget, you can always call, call us when, when you're, you're dead. dead.